What's up, everybody? Jadu and Tim here, and we're talking about progression toward mastery. It's part two, and we're going to ask Tim about his big recent weekend. What's up, everybody? We are here once again, continuing where we left off just a few moments ago. For those of you out there binging us, you may have just finished that episode, but uh, we're going to get into now uh, what happened and what you learned and maybe even some of the detailed exercises, if we can get it out of them, on your recent trip to Chicago for Strategic Coach. Yeah, so we've talked about Strategic Coach a lot. Uh, Strategiccoach.com, Dan Sullivan, been one of the biggest influences on my entrepreneurial journey. I've enormously benefited from those guys. But um, we, we were talking about lifetime growth and specifically um, progression toward mastery. How do we get a little bit better? And it was a fantastic session, probably the best session I've had at Coach. I go once a quarter. But you you've know. said that before. I have said it before, but this but was it better. Just, okay. This was better. Level was up, level up. That's what it's all years. about. Okay. So we were spending a lot of time talking about lifetime growth. And, and I think one of the opening questions of the workshop was, what is lifetime growth mean to you? So I'm going to pose that question to you. I didn't oh, prepare you for okay. this. Okay, here we go. When you think about lifetime growth, what comes to mind? What does that mean? So I think I have a slight advantage where some people out here may not. I've taken the, and I think we've talked about it on an episode before, Clifton Strengths Finder, yeah. the Strengths Finder test. Yeah. Well, according to that test, in my top five, and actually my number one strength was being futuristic. Mm. Okay. So I think when we're talking about this question, what does lifetime growth mean to you is I have a perception. Normally, it's always been this way that even if my life is good now, which interestingly enough, as a kid, there's a lot of tough times compared mm -hmm. to now. Yeah. But I always thought that, well, one day it'll be, be better. better. It'll be great. I can always dream mm -hmm. about it being for me at the time as a kid, what I fantasized about when I watched TV, yeah. I wanted it to be like those people on mm -hmm. TV with the great, the great problems yeah. and the fun problems mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. So I would think that is how I might answer that question Yeah. I'm futuristic. So Lifetime growth means tomorrow could be better than today, and it should be better than today. Yeah, interesting. That's that's almost exactly what I put down as my for oh, when, okay. I, when I was yeah. in workshop. Tomorrow is a little bit better than yesterday. Aha! Uh -huh. Right. Okay. Okay. I also put down. I'm always learning. I, I, I try to learn something every day. Right. That adage: learn something new every day. Right. I, I take that seriously. Like I really try to learn something. Now, new is that tiring? Day. First off, are you Not like? For is me. it a conscious Not thing? Not for me. Or you just think that's a part of your life now? No, it's. It's probably, I mean, it used to be a conscious, yeah. intentional thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty, like, I'm just a sponge. I'm okay. always like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. I'm on a plane. I'm talking to the person next to me. I mean, I'm trying not to be obnoxious about it. If they put their headphones on, I can take a hint. But right. but usually people are interested to talk about themselves. Yeah. And so I'm curious, and I ask them questions, and I learn something from them. I read a book. I listen to a podcast. I see a billboard, and I'm like, oh, I wonder why they did it that way. Oh, I bet it's that. I mean, I'm right, to learn right. Every day. Just making sure. I think for me, sometimes the thought of that, if it becomes a strategic part of my day, I might get tired of it and I have to take some time off. Yeah. doesn't mean I'm not learning. Yeah. I just can't consciously think about it because I'll just overwhelm myself. Well, so back to Cliss Finder, I think one of my top five is learner, right? So maybe that's, maybe that explains some that of it. That was not that's in me. my top five. Yeah, maybe right. that's what it is. That's okay. it. All right. So tomorrow's a little bit better than yesterday. Always learning. Always developing new capabilities, mm. right? We've talked about this before on this show. Um, this is the reason I started working with you back eight months ago or whenever it was. I said, you've got capabilities that are amazing that I don't have. 
you can connect with an audience at scale mediated by a camera lens phenomenally. Um, you can make things interesting and capture people's attention in ways that I can't. I'm getting a little bit better, I think. Oh, yeah. Work. I've seen a lot of growth and progress. If I have not said it, which I think I have to you on a one-on-one -on -one level, but to our Grow With Tim audience, this man, give him a round of applause. <laughs> in the last six-plus months of us doing this, I've seen it. Yeah, well, so that's, for me, really rewarding because I want to develop new capabilities. I'm always trying to develop new capabilities and like intentionally doing things that I, I don't know anything about that subject, but I'm going to figure it out and develop a new capability. So that's part of lifetime growth for me. Okay. Uh, number four is I never want to be bored. Right. So that's part of lifetime growth is if I'm growing, I'm not bored. Okay. Now in the age of the cell phone, is it even possible to be bored? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It, it completely changed in our lifetimes. Yeah. There's no more waiting room drama. If I that's have right. to wait for my tires to be rotated, yeah. I got my phone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that that's a really interesting point. You're right. It is very easy to be always entertained. And I think, don't get me wrong, I like my fair share sure. of entertainment. Yeah. But I try to be intentional. Like, I'm going to, yeah. It's Everybody, not just about being amused because amused means lack of thinking. Right. At the core, that's the word. Amusement is amused. That's right. Yeah. Not thinking. So I want to be, quote unquote, entertained. I don't want to be bored. I want to do two birds with one stone. I want to be entertained and I want to be educated. Right. I want to develop a new capability. I want to learn something. I want to get better at something. And that for me is entertaining. It's fun. It's, it's stimulating. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I can be entertained and do something, you know, okay. hopefully. All right. Yeah, and then I finally I put, I want to be constantly expanding my impact and my value. So not just creating more value for myself, but for my family, for my friends, for my customers, for the companies that I work with. Um, I want to be always expanding my impact and my value. And that for me, that defines lifetime growth, right? Okay. Yes. A little bit better than yesterday. Tomorrow is always better than yesterday. I'm always learning. I'm always developing new capabilities. I'm never bored and I'm constantly expanding my impact. And, okay. Very and good. Value. So how think, long did it take you to write that down? Sometimes in those types of environments yeah. for me, I've experienced a writer's block. I yeah. think I'm a good thinker, but maybe I'm not able to pen it well. So that's, were so, you able to do that? Or maybe yeah. you've learned that over the course of 10 exactly. years of coach, like that's exactly let's get right. some ideas down here. Let's move forward. When I started coach yeah. an exercise like this, I would have stared at this page. <laughs> I would have, the, the session was over and I didn't have anything written down. <laughs> right. Um, I remember the first time this was probably 10 years ago. I scheduled a day for strategic planning. I didn't schedule a full day cause I was scared of that. I scheduled a four hour block Okay. and I went somewhere out of my office and I took a legal pad and a pen and Okay. some at coach, they told me you got to think and you got to have time for this, get okay. out of the office. So just I went, you. just me Okay. and I'm going to strategic plan. All and right. I sat down and I said, what the heck am I going to do for four <laughs> hours? Right. How am I going to create? I'm not, I've got no phone. I'm not doing work. I'm just thinking for four hours. Very uncomfortable. Now I love this. Okay. Days. I've yes. learned that skill. Yes. This, this took me 90 seconds. Like, wow. Okay. I've got some leveling up to do, but yeah, sure. That's a capability. Okay. All right. So, so I, but I think lifetime growth, just, just the exercise of thinking through what does lifetime growth mean to me? If you haven't done that, if you haven't thought about that, right. To our listening audience, I, maybe you're driving, you can't do it right now, but, but make a note to grab a legal pad and just jot down what does lifetime growth actually look like for me? It may be a completely different list than for me. For me, at least, that was energizing and fun just to think about. And just the fact of writing that down is going to change how I act tomorrow. Like, I'm, I'm going to be more aware of 
a new capability that I could capture. Yes, right. Um, I'm going to be more aware of, oh, there's an opportunity to increase my impact and value and so on. So so that was our first exercise for the day, kind of to get it all started. All right. Um, anything else you would add to lifetime growth? Well, I think you did so well in your 90 seconds <laughs> that my one thing is going to have to hold us over till the next topic. Go ahead and move on. So next we did what was called the lifetime growth power up. And basically we started by saying, where have you experienced lifetime growth progress, not perfection? Lifetime growth progress. Okay. Where have you experienced lifetime growth progress over the last year? So I'll ask you the same question. Okay. I'll put you on the spot. I, you, I mean, for me, the yeah. outside looking okay. in, you've grown enormously in the last year. You've started several new mm. things. Right. You've done all kinds of stuff. So How would you yes. say you've experienced lifetime growth? So I'd growth say progress? in this context, two things happen. One is, well, there's a combination of them all, but a couple things happen. One is over the course of this last nine plus month, we have a one month old this week. Yeah. So I realized, thank you. So I realized, of course, there's nothing like having a growing family that set you up for a little thinking, a little different thinking. Yeah. Right. right. So there's progress. New there. responsibilities. Right. New. Yep. The second thing, what I would say is around this time last year, first off, I partnered with someone who could help me scale. Yeah. I have a speaking business in the black history type yep. environment. And I saw an opportunity to partner with a friend of ours. Yep to be able to scale and do some new things there. Yeah. And then later on toward Christmas, you, we sat down and we started talking about this same idea of partnership. And I said two things, and I told you this kind of candidly and funny, and I said, here's where I didn't tell either of you, because you guys know each other, this lady and you, uh -huh. is I realize that if I say no to partnership, with two people who are certified business coaches, <laughs> I'm not going to win. So it doesn't matter what the opportunity is. I think it's, uh, you know, Richard Branson who says, if someone gives you an opportunity that's good or you like the idea, but don't think you can do it, you still say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you figure it out along the path. So I would say in the last year, I have realized that I could be more effective being strategic and having the right partnerships yeah. to get me to the future self that I think is more compelling than today. Cool. Cool. I, I wrote down a handful of things to launching several things, including some stuff with you. In fact, it was kind of, <laughs> it kind of made me chuckle because I realized as I wrote this down, I've actually started five new ventures in the last year. Wow. Didn't yes. really realize that. Yes. Because remember in our last episode, we were talking about how you make incremental improvement. You find one small thing that you can do better. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the next day or the next week or the next month, you find another small thing that you can do better. You don't, you don't plan out like, okay, I'm going to have to work on this for six months and then execute for six months and whatever, like just figure out something and do it. And over time you get better at that and your, your jumps become bigger. Well, for me, I launched five new ventures right. last year and it didn't even, I didn't even realize it. Right. Like it did, it wasn't like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm going to be, I'm going to have a big year. I'm going to launch five new things and I'm going to do all, um, if you go back far enough, happened. Tim just, he used to have five new girlfriends in a year when he was 16 <laughs> or something. But now these jumps are bigger. They're actual companies and brands. So <clears> then <throat> what we did in this exercise was we identified our top three, like the, okay. the our favorite three achievements or progress that we made. And in the next column, we said, what impact did that have on me and on other people? So think about that if you're listening. Actually, stop. Unco insert uncomfortable silence here to our editors. Don't cut out this silence. We're going to have some uncomfortable silence okay. while you think right. about what, what have you achieved and what impact did that have for yourself and for other people? 
And then what's the next step? How can I expand that impact? How oh, can I grow the, the, not the audience, but the opportunity, the impact, the results, um, whatever it is that you achieved, you've done something cool, valuable in the last year, I'm sure. It may not be launching five new companies. Maybe it's that you, you achieved something big at work. You launched a new project. A, I don't know what it was, but figure out what impact that had and then say, how can I expand that? So, for example, Jeremiah, mm. you and I started this Grow With Tim experiment uh, now six or seven months ago. Yep. And I said, I'm going to post, you're going to help me. I'm going to post a video every single day yep. on either TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, somewhere. And I'd never done, I posted like three videos in my life prior okay. to that. I don't okay. know. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try to figure out valuable things to say that are going to be actual, not just talking about myself or selling something, but we're going to try to come up with valuable things to say and, and build this audience and give away this stuff, do it one and build that new capability. And as we did, so we did certain things. I didn't have time to do that and you didn't either. So we built a team, right? We hired some people in the Philippines. We worked with people locally to record, to edit, to produce, to write, to post everything. And, and we got a pretty good system. We Where, do, yes. Like, we spend, what, together 60, 90 minutes in the studio once a week, and the rest is pretty much magic at this point. Like, there are a lot of people working yes. really hard, don't get me wrong, but... Right, behind the curtain, there's a lot of moving pieces. We yeah. talked about that two episodes ago or so, I think. What's behind the curtain? But the other interesting that I have to interrupt yeah. and say is, I think when I suggested to you that... If you want me to coach you and help you with social, one of the first things that I suggest is daily posts. Yep. That thought overwhelmed you. Absolutely. Like, how in the world would I come up with Absolutely. stuff every day? What would I be saying? Right. And now you probably realize even six, seven months, man, we could easily do two posts if That's we right. wanted to sca- right. scale up to two. But yeah. there's plenty to be said. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah. And and one of those capabilities that I've grown is realizing, look, I mean, I told you earlier, I try to learn something new every day. All I got to do is like repeat that in a little 60 second video. Here's what I learned today. There you <laughs> go. See, I told you, Tim. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is now you said now it was so interesting the way you posed it because you said, now, how do you expand the impact? Right. Not just expand the work. Because right. I was thinking the work and then you said the word impact toward yeah. the end of the sentence. And I thought that's so interesting because, you know, we have um, we're working toward a thousand followers right mm-hmm. now on TikTok. One yep. of the things we've identified, um, we started an Instagram channel. So we have several. Uh, and we started TikTok there. with zero. Of course, you start. Pro- everyone does. And didn't promote to initially. We didn't like I didn't send out an email to my network. Oh, I mean, sure. I got thousands. Yeah of people that I know, yeah. but, but we sort of as an experiment said, we want to grow this thing organically and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, and it's right? all organic. We haven't paid for ads on these platforms. And it's very interesting to even realize over the, that course of time, if you don't stop to write down or reflect or look, you know, we have, we're nearing, we hope to this summer, maybe in the fall, hit a thousand folks on TikTok, a platform you weren't on at all. Right. I mean, you had a personal Instagram, you already had a personal Facebook and to realize that the impact is, wow. I mean, that's a lot. I think there's been a few home run type posts where you were surprised and texted me and like, man, people are looking at this. So I think on TikTok, as one example, I think we're somewhere on 800 followers or something, which yeah. is not a big number. Some of you have much right. bigger numbers. I didn't say the number just in case you didn't want to say no, it, no, but no, that no. is correct. No, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's a, again, we tried to grow organically. We haven't spent any money. We're just 
it's just people that say, wow, that's really valuable. Most of these people don't know me. Correct. Right. They just say that was valuable content. I'm going to follow that person. Um, So we're about 800. And I think all told, if we look at total impressions now from January right. to, to June, yeah. half a year, we're, we're somewhere pushing, we're close to 500,000. We've got to be, um, sure. Yeah. And that's you've pretty got amazing. A, you've got a 37,000 impression TikTok post. Yeah, so 2,700 likes, you know, yeah. so it's just expanding the impact. I realize that, you know, we are doing valuable work. If, yeah. if people are thinking that this content is valuable, we obviously think that there's redeeming value in going back and learning these things that we're saying. That, uh, man, that... Even the impact is hitting me in a different yeah. way when you say it like so that. So we're chasing rabbits. They're interesting rabbits, at least to me. But 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 the point that how we got going down this trail is you and I started this thing. I wanted to build new capabilities, uncover new opportunities, learn some new skills. And, and as we build out the team and the systems and the processes and the technology and whatever, um, what we realized was, shoot, we've got this capability now. So how do I expand my impact? I bet there are a lot of other thought leaders and entrepreneurs that have a valuable message to deliver. They just don't know how to do it. They don't have the infrastructure that we've built. Why don't we, why don't we basically give this tool to these people, right? So now we're working with people that have valuable things to say that now can use our team and our, our systems and processes and your coaching to basically automate and deliver simple, not automate, but simplify the delivery of that message so that they go from an audience, you know, this big, yeah. you, you can't see this if you're listening, but a little audience to <laughs> right. a, a big audience. But you see how Tim accidentally stumbles into starting businesses. See, <laughs> exactly. That's I didn't say those things. things to him. He said, you know what? Halfway through one of our first conversations, I believe it was our second. You know what? There's probably an opportunity to do some business here. So, yeah. so this is an example of this that was one of the things I wrote down. What was achievement? Well, we started this grow with Tim thing and we're getting real traction. Um, half a million impressions, growing follower count. Um, all told, there'd be a few thousand followers across the different platforms. Right. TikTok is one that we identified. We're starting from zero and we, we want to see what we can do organically. But the expansion now is take all those skills that we've identified and, and turn it into a business. Which, by the way, if you're an entrepreneur you're listening to this and you have gotten good at something that's like an internal process think about huh could i spin this off this intellectual property Mm. maybe i've got a really great employee train maybe i own a lawn care company and i've gotten really good at training my people around how to safely operate equipment huh guess what there are a lot of other landscapers out there that have teams that need what you have maybe that's a new business for you yeah um maybe you know there could be all kinds of ways that you could spin off things i I met a guy a few months ago out in Las Vegas. We talked about that on a, on a previous episode who he owned a, um, a language learning service and he decided that he wanted to get on a thousand podcasts to promote this thing. Yes, to grow right. it. Yes. So he had a goal of being a guest on a thousand podcasts. And in the pursuit of this goal, he built technology to basically scrape podcast databases. So he, it, it would go out and automatically using computers and AI and whatever to go out and find all these podcasts, figure out the contact information, figure out what kinds of subjects they talk about, compile it all into a database. And he's turned it into this service where you can subscribe and you can say, hey, I talk about subjects A, B, and C. You spit it into this thing. You pay him a monthly fee or maybe there's an upfront fee. I don't know what the pricing model is. And it's going to come back and say, here are 450 podcasts that would be interested in having you as a guest. You write your letter, hit go, and it notifies all these people. Hey, are you looking for a guest that can speak about X, Y, and Z? So he built that for himself. Wow, yes, right. And he used it, and he got on his 1,000 podcast. I think 
the last time I talked to him, he was like 800 or something. He's mm-hmm. probably past a thousand now. And then he turned that into a business and yeah. now he's growing and you can find it at podcast talk is the name of it. Um, so I love thinking about how did I, I got this new capability. Now let me expand the impact. Maybe I can spin off a new business. Love to hear it. I'm writing that down because I, we did talk about that, but I didn't know. And I think that might be something I need to look into podcast talk. Okay, Tim. So what else and where are we going now in our sessions over the weekend? So lifetime growth for me, another thing that I've tried to do over and over and over again is narrow my job description. In fact, Mm. change my job description. Okay. Change it. So I have been self-employed my whole life, right? I've never had a real job. I've told you that before. Um, but actually I've had 20 different jobs, even though I've always been the owner. Yes. If you look at my job description, it is like completely turned over again and again and again. So one of my first business coaches gave me some really great advice 15 years ago. He said, I want you to make a list of everything that you do in a day. Be very granular. I open the mail. I send out invoices. I do proposals. I make all the stuff that you do. And it was a big, long list, right? Yeah. Well, I do everything. It's my own business. (laughs) Everything you can think of. I do everything that this business does. And then we had columns. This was in Excel. And we had columns with dates by quarter. So in three months, you know, column B was three months. And then column C was six months and nine months and 12 months and so on. And basically we said, all right, in the next three months, I want to get rid of X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I put an X in that column to like say by this time I'm and then these next, these other things I'm going to get rid of in six months and then nine months. And if I knew who was going to do it, I'd put their initials instead of an X. Okay. So, all right, you're on my team. I work with you and, and I want you stupid example. I want you to start opening the mail. Yeah, this mm-hmm. quarter. Right. So I'm going to put JD there instead of just next. Maybe I don't know. I'm going to have to outsource it. Or I'm going to have to hire a vendor. I'm going to have to hire a new person, whatever. So then I just put an X. Basically, what I thought was going to happen back 15 years ago was, man, I'm going to simplify my life so much. I'm going to get rid of all these things. I'm going to have so much free time. What I didn't know was that there were like, for, for every two things that I got rid of, there were another 10 things that I didn't even know could be done or should be done, but they were so much more right, valuable than right. opening the mail. But I just didn't have time or bandwidth or creativity because I was so busy opening the mail that I wasn't doing the strategic mm-hmm. thing. So the example that I heard that parallels into just regular life and not necessarily business growth or industrial thinking was I had a pastor in high school who mentioned old man. And so there was some wisdom in his ears, we hope. And he said, when we got married 50 years ago, I thought we'd run out of things to talk about because we now have covered all the bases to spend our lives together. I just assumed, man, uh-huh. that we might run out of things. He's like, well, so far we've had plenty to talk about. And that's funny, but it's the same thing, right? Yeah. You move into a different category. I'm no longer courting this person, trying to get them to love me forever. We are now yeah. talking about kids yeah. or the new yeah. house we need to move into. Yeah. 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 So constantly reinventing your job description. You'll never run out of new things to do as you continually delegate, assign, quit, automate. I mean, there are lots of different ways Mm -hmm. to get rid of stuff, right? Um, But as you get rid of things, you'll find, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a smart, ambitious entrepreneur person. You're going to find new and better things will occupy your time almost by magic. So, so for me, I've reinvented my job description a number of times, but now what I'm really focused on is how do I narrow it to only the things that I love to do and I'm really good at. If I'm really good at something, but I don't love it, Mm -hmm. delegate it. Right. 
if I really love something, but I'm actually not very good at it, maybe that's a hobby. Yes. Maybe there's sure. a, there's a way I can still scratch that itch, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that as my primary business activity. Right. I think Jim Collins talks about this, I believe in the three circles analogy. One is the one that you're not mentioning is mostly is making money. So if it makes money, yeah. the Venn diagram circle thing, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's called the Venn makes money. I love to do it yeah. and I'm great at it. Yeah. And if you can get in the middle of those three things, awesome. then you got business. That's right. right. They just stay in the middle as best you can to those three ideas. Yeah. What I find, though, is that the middle changes, right? Mm-hmm. Because the circles, like what I thought I was really good at, I, I used to think that I was good at a circle this big, right? A big circle. Uh, okay, gotcha. I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at that. Pretty good at that. And then I realized as time is going on, and hopefully I've matured a little bit, you know what? There are a whole lot of people that are actually a lot better at me mm-hmm. at this and this and this right. and this. I need to work with those. I need to partner with those. I need to hire them. I need to contract with them, whatever. Let them do those things. My circle has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm doing only the things that, not perfectly, but I'm getting more and more to do only the things that I love and only the things that are really high impact, really high yeah. value. Give me energy rather than take it away you from me. It. Right. And I think so, that's a big way that I think about it sometimes is if I love doing it, like you mentioned, and I'm really, really good at it, then I never tire of it. That's right. So I'm getting energy by doing it. For me, it might be like speaking in public. Yeah. So I love to do that. Yeah. And I can have other people set up the meeting yeah. or set up the AV. Right. Or, and I know how to do those things because right. if you do it a million times, you know right. how to do them. But I'm not the best those AV things. setter upper, but I might be the best guy to give this right. black history experience. Absolutely. From the stage. Absolutely. Yeah. And setting up the AV um, is doesn't give you energy. No, right? you absolutely can do it. Oh no, it'll take it away real quick when right. you can't figure it out. <laughs> but, but so, so people talk a lot about time. This is another rabbit, but it's an interesting, it's, uh, this is a great episode. People <laughs> tell us it is in the comments. I'm just, I know you believe me. So people talk about time management and productivity. How do I ex- exact the most efficiency out of my day? I think it's a lot less about time management mm. and more about energy management. Energy management. I've heard about this. Go on. How do I have, how do I operate with peak energy? Look, if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. Right, right. There are all kinds of, we've talked before about how, look, if you've got a problem you can solve with a checkbook, you don't have a problem. I love that idea, right? If you've got a problem you can solve with a checkbook, whatever it is, is this frustration, irritation, it's holding you back, it's yes. preventing Which we from, talked about you realizing you could leverage the checkbook you got last it. episode. You got yes. it. Okay. So if you can solve a problem with a checkbook, just do it. And what you'll find is it's not that, oh man, I've spent all my money. It's that you've unlocked that new energy new ambition, new vision, new clarity, new creativity, you're going to go out and find ways to create a lot more value than what you gave up in the form of a check. Right. For you, absolutely, you can set up your own AV, you can set up your camera, you can set up your mic, you can set up the stage, you can do all the marketing and promotion, and you'd be awesome at all that stuff. But at what opportunity cost? So I'll tell you, number one is I don't have any time to go get new gigs because if you're doing something like a theatrical show, which is what I do, uh, you can't do two at once, right? So that's actually going to take my time and energy. But I love doing it, and I really think I'm great. A lot of people do, too, if you want to look that up. And the second thing is... so shameless plug, where do I find that? Yeah, so one voice show, spell it out, one voice show.com. Yes. Yeah, and uh, learn a little bit about what I've been doing for about 11, 12 years. Um, the second thing is that um, it's a lot more efficient if other people just set it up for you and I can go impact a lot more people yeah. faster. Yeah. 
And what you may or may not be consciously aware of is that the energy that's unlocked by not having to oh, do all yes, this stuff. Yes, oh, that, I'm sorry. I said yeah. I spoke incorrectly because the energy it's taking away, you do realize that if Jadu's about to go on stage this past weekend in Washington, D.C. Yeah. for a corporate group for yeah. a Juneteenth, we're yeah. in that um, yeah. weekend right now, uh, is uh, if the AV's not working well, or there's a technical problem to set up, or there's new people to meet yep. and handshake and figure out why we didn't get the files to them earlier. You do realize that I don't have any concentration going into actually performing right. now because I was just talking to Jimmy in the back yeah. and we're trying to get the thing right and whatever. So I need to come out as Martin Luther King, and I'm like, wait, wait, what's the first line? Yeah, I have a, I have a what? I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a dream, but you know, and you're just not ready. You've yeah. you've taken your energy away from what you're great at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we've, we're talking about lifetime growth. One of the things that you do is you you narrow and narrow and narrow and then narrow again your job job description, work on the things that you're awesome at and that give you energy you're passionate about, you love to do, and delegate, automate, systematize, eliminate um, everything else. Mm. And I think that's part of a lifetime growth. And, and part of that means saying no to more things that aren't in that little Venn diagram overlap, right? Yes. I might be good at it, but if I don't love it or I'm, I'm just not especially good at it, I'm competent or whatever, nope. That's not an opportunity that I've got time to pursue. I got to keep my time and energy and creativity for the things that I can do to make the most impact. Love to hear it. I think I need to utilize this maybe in a physical Venn diagram. Yeah. More often and, and, and get those calls and emails and opportunities in my mind, but then weed them through. Run them through that filter. Physical visual filter. Am I good at it? Do I love it? And in many cases, can I make money at it? Now, you and I are both involved in nonprofits and ministry things. And yes. It's not always about making money. Of course. Maybe other motivations as well. But but in business, it, you've yeah. got to think about the point yeah. is to make money. But in impact in the world, we've talked a lot about the word impact, which leads us to something we haven't introduced yet on this show. But that word impact, of course, impact can be um kingdom focused yeah. as we might say as a christian person so so one more thought about that don't let it stop with just you the business owner the entrepreneur how can i extend that same mentality to my team so one of the ideas from this last week at strategic coach that i got that i just thought was really cool um one of the people there said they do a unique so unique ability is a trademark term by strategic coach it's the intersection of passion and skill there's a lot more to it than that but it's what we've been talking about they call it unique ability everybody has a unique ability or two or three unique abilities so one person in my cohort says i do a unique ability auction to assign responsibilities basically she huh. gets her whole team together right. and finds out all the things that need to be done and what people want to do and are good at, and they basically apportion it out based on what they love to do. And somebody mentioned, look, if a team member has at least 50% of their job in their unique ability, right? Okay, so 50% at least in half their, my time, my, I'm an employee. Yes. And what they I get to spend at? half my time doing things that I love and I'm good at. Okay, yeah, love and I'm good at. They're probably telling their friends that they have the best job in the world. Uh-huh. They're not shopping for other employment. They're, they're not always complaining. They're, t they're evangelists for you. Um, because most people can't say that. Yeah, most agreed, employees right. can't say, I, I used love to work at job. the grocery store. That's not what I would have been saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you got to do 
things that you love and things that you're good at, and you're always getting better and you're drawing energy, you're going to be shouting from the housetops. I love my job. Right. So how can you take time periodically to ask people like, Hey, what are your three favorite things to do? What are your three least favorite things to do? Oh, look, your three, two of your least favorites overlap with two of your favorites. Hey, let's swap jobs. Okay, Sam, you're going to start doing this. Sue, you're going to start doing this. You're going to flip flop jobs. Guess what? Everybody got happier and the work quality probably went up. The quantity went up. My satisfaction went up. Everything's better. Everything. Right. So don't just stop with you. Help your team also level up, lean into their, their, their unique ability, redefine their job description. It's part of lifetime growth. Love to hear it. I got right. one, one more concept. One more. There we go. Hit. Progression um, of mastery. What's our last concept of the episode? This is a concept also from Coach called, originally it was called the Entrepreneurial Ladder. Okay. And, and they're basically talking about progression. We've talked a lot about leveling up. I've told you about Roland Frazier and his five exits, how you exit the line, then you exit the staff, then you exit the org chart, then you exit the board and you exit the cash. And you basically keep promoting yourself mm-hmm. and you change it. And, and I love that concept. Coach says you move from productivity. So, so first of all, you've got to figure out how to manage yourself and be productive and be impactful. Then you work on profitability. So this is how you refine your customer base. You're working only with, with profitable, valuable, fun clients. You're improving your cash flow. You're mm-hmm. investing. Then you work on differentiation. So productivity, yep. okay. profitability, now differentiation. So I am uniquely valuable because I am solving problems for you. I hear what your opportunities are, what motivates you, what scares you. I'm, I'm helping, I'm making this relationship all about you, the customer, and I'm differentiated. It's no longer a commodity service. I'm serving you uniquely and you're never going to go anywhere else. Then I moved to innovation where I, I have, I bring creativity. I build unique processes. So like we're kind of doing this with impact avalanche. We talked earlier about how we exported our systems. Yes. We've got this team offshore doing awesome work. We've got, um, you know, editors and writers and producers and social media coordinators. And we've got a system that involves some automation and error checking. And, you know, we caption things and all this stuff that's assistant. We're creating unique processes and innovating around that, differentiating us, making it this turnkey service where somebody shows up in a studio for an hour a week and the rest is magic. Right. And they got daily videos coming out. Um, Finally, you move up to influence where you you've got this intellectual capital and now even your competitors are your customers because they say, man, you've got this awesome system, this IP, this process, this packaging, whatever it is, I want to learn from you. And now you're like consulting for your industry, telling your former competitors how to get better. So I love this as a framework for thinking about lifetime growth. How do I grow as a bit? First of all, I got to master my own personal productivity habits then I've got to figure out how to maximize cash flow and profitability. So I've got more resources. Then I've got to differentiate and make sure that it's all about my customer and I know who my hero targeted, like who do I want to be a hero to? I'm differentiating. I'm no longer a commodity. Then I'm innovating and sort of patenting those processes. And ultimately I'm influencing not just my customer, but my entire industry. Look at it. Love so it. lifetime growth, there's always something big. There's always a bigger game to play. And you know, somebody said, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. I want to always be on the growing side of that equation mm-hmm. and frameworks like this, being in those rooms, like strategic coach help me to always think about, okay, how can I play a little bigger game tomorrow? Enjoy a little bigger reward, influence, create value for a bigger audience in a bigger way. Um, don't 
Don't be complacent. I don't mean be discontent. I want to be content with what I have and I want tomorrow to be a little bit better than today. Love to hear it. Well, there we have it. We've got the uh, formerly the ladder, you were saying. The yeah, spirit, the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial ladder. ladder. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there was our progression of mastery in our part two culminating Tim's great weekend with Strategic Coach. So that's a shameless plug for all of you to look into that. And by that, I mean me. I need to get <laughs> in there and I need you to do. grow with J-Do. That's I'll what's next for, for me. You. Looking forward to take, taking that time to talk you through what I've learned over the course of my first weekends whenever that comes. Thanks, guys. 